Let's go to work. As barbers, we cut hair and fade all day. This podcast goes beyond the barber's chair and is about the rest of our story. Positioning ourselves for success, avoiding costly mistakes, and continuing to grow and thrive as barbers for years to come. Join us as we look at the whole world of barbering and go beyond the barber's chair. You know, we barbers, we know how to cut and fade, but we're not really taught how to handle taxes, especially if it's in a self-employment situation. We hear a lot of advice from here, some good from there, some bad. And uh, some of us wind up just getting in trouble with the IRS and sometimes not even knowing about it. The good news is there, there is hope for folks who are in trouble with the IRS. In my interview with Ramona Baptiste, a CPA in the state of Georgia who specializes in tax preparation and resolution and planning, and has also helped many barbers get and keep their taxes straight. She talks about what to do if you think you're in trouble with the IRS, or if you know you're in trouble with the IRS, the good news is they will work with you. She breaks down the importance of having someone who deals with them on a day-to-day basis do the talking for you and to help you through the process. I'm gonna get out of the way and let her uh, break it down for us. We're talking about a lot of these things here which are designed to keep us in compliance with the IRS, uh, make sure we're actually paying our taxes. And, you know, a lot of guys do and a lot of guys haven't. And there are folks who, you know, they, they're probably coming around to realizing, okay, I guess I need to go do these things. Well, let me just put it this way. It might be the easiest way to put it. If someone thinks they might be getting into trouble or if they want to come clean and say, all right, hey, listen, I've been out for a while. Let's, let's, get, let's get back on the right track, you know, because I mean, things happen in people's lives or whatever. What's uh, what are they able to do to get back on there with, with, so they don't have to be afraid of the IRS just you know throwing the, everything at them? Well, I would suggest that they sit down, sit down with a tax professional. You know, quite often what gets people into trouble is trying to do things themselves. You know, the internet gives us a lot of information, but if you're really trying to become compliant, and especially if there's a balance, if there's some taxes that are going to be due. I would definitely suggest that you work with a professional because they would have the ability to speak with the IRS on your behalf. They would have the ability to kind of advise you about maybe the order of things. And they also would have the ability to check with the IRS to see just how far out of compliance are you. Um, For example, sometimes if someone has a filed regularly, they're not keeping up with things. They may not even know the last year what they filed. So, you know, we can do what we call a power of attorney form, which will allow us to speak with the IRS on your behalf to find out when was the last time you filed. What do you need to do to get current? And we can make them aware, okay, we're getting ready to file 2019 through 2022. And they will tell you, okay, uh, we're going to make a note of that, and um, why don't you try to do that within the next 30 days or 45 days? Um, and let us know if you're not able to meet that time. You know, mm-hmm. If you're working with a professional, they also will have the ability. If you don't have all your forms, like 1099, that may have been given for an issue in your name, the IRS, you know, a tax professional who can get power of attorney able to pull a transcript for and get record of what the contract and report to the IRS. But again, those deductions, 
you gotta give us that. And so, you know, the longer you wait, it's harder as you can imagine the reconstruct expenses that happened two, three years ago versus something that just happened this year or last So there are any number of penalties. There's a penalty for not filing the time that you're required to file, but there's also another penalty for non-payment. And believe it or not, the penalty for not filing is higher than the penalty. Wow. So you want to file even if you can't pay your balance because your balance, you could possibly get a payment arrangement to cover your, your balance in the form of a monthly installment. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you always want to file and file on time or have an extension and file by the so I want to I want to kind of circle back. So the, if the person hasn't filed for a long time, and they have you know that they, they might need some time to be able to put these put these together, is it possible for them to go ahead and hey let's go and file this and then what I find later I can say hey by the way I found these. Well, that's not advisable. Okay. So as as a professional, if a professional is filing for you. We are not supposed to file a return that we know is not accurate. So if we are aware that the return is not accurate, we should not file for the first time. As I mentioned, you know, we can at least uh, do some things to help get some of that information. But the expenses, that's something you would have to reconstruct and get to. So I wouldn't advise you just filing and filing with them later because that would be the equivalent and then it also raises some eyebrows in terms of if you're doing that repeatedly in terms of making you successful time because it looks like you're doing something right yeah I guess so so it's best for them to go ahead and just have it and ready to go and do the best you can and then let the pieces fall I mean it's better just go and get compliant get on the right right step and to continue going down the wrong way, if that if I'm understanding that correctly. That's correct. And if you have a desire to get a payment plan, step one is to be compliant with all your files. So you cannot get a payment arrangement if you have returns that are not filed. So let's say you got five years not filed, you would have to file all of them in order to request a payment plan. So. Makes sense. You know, the IRS will typically give you up to 72 months arrangement. Mm-hmm. You know, and depending on what the amount of the balance is, in some cases, for a, a smaller balance, you may not even need to submit a lot of different documentation in order to be able to get a payment plan. Now, when your balance starts climbing, say, over 25000 over 50000 there's some additional disclosures that you have to in order to get a That makes sense. Outside of not filing and uh, filing inaccurately, where do people generally get in trouble when it comes to taxes? Well, deducting things that are not deductible, like some of those non-deductible expenses we talked about. So embellishing, fabricating things. That's probably number one. Then, you know, non-payment. And it just builds. And then the other thing is, as a self-employed person, the IRS, if even not just self-employed, 
anyone who has a balance that's in excess of a thousand dollars, the expectation is from year to year, by the end of the year, your balance is going to be paid, even if you haven't filed it. So we have what we call estimated tax payments. Mm -hmm. And if you don't make your estimated tax payments, if you're anticipating that your business is profitable, you're going to have a balance due to file your taxes. If you file an extension, it does not extend the time to pay. It extends the time to file. So if you have a balance due, you still should be making estimated tax payments up front. The expectation is those are going to be paid quarter. So every calendar quarter, after every calendar quarter, you should be making estimated tax payments if you anticipate that you're going to have a library. Now, if you have, let's say you are moonlighting, you are barbering part-time, but you have a full-time job, with taxes being withheld as a W-2 employee. If you have taxes being withheld from an employer, you could always increase those taxes, ask for additional funds to be taken out, uh, and have your employer make those payments so that you don't have to make estimated taxes. But by the time you file for the year, you've paid all your taxes through your withholding from the employer. That's an option if you have uh, both income from employment and self-employment. Oh, wow. But, that should be ahead of the game. Right. You can be a little bit ahead of the game. Wow. But to change the amount of taxes that you owe, it just changes when you're paying it and how you pay. Right? But if all you do is self-employment, if you are anticipating a profit, which is what most of us want, you should be making ongoing quarterly taxes. That's it for today's episode of Beyond the Barber's Chair. I put links for my guests and for anything we discussed in the description. I hope you got something great and that it helps you as a barber and in life. If you like the podcast, I hope that you will tell a friend about it and subscribe so that you don't miss any upcoming shows. I'll see you next time as we go beyond the barber's chair.